The Good Neighbor Network, FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and online at WGNSRadio.com. This is the WGNS Action Line, talking with Rutherford County newsmakers about what matters most to you. Now your host, Bart Walker. Hey, good morning to you. Welcome in. And we're going to be talking about our landfill this morning. Mike Clausen is with us. Mike is the general manager of Middle Point Landfill. Mike, good morning to you. Hey, good morning. So happy to be here. Good to have you with us today. Beautiful day. It is. Yeah, we love the sunshine. Hope it stays with us here. <laughs> we The weather seems to go back and forth, up and down. It's got me on the allergy train, that's for sure. I woke up this morning and it just hit me right in the face. You know how that goes. Boy, yeah, it's allergies. I'm not sure. It used to be... There was a time of the year we didn't have them, but yeah. I, I think they're here all the time. <laughs> sure thing, yeah. So if you have a question or a comment, by the way, Mike is here to talk with us about Middle Point and some of the things that are in the future here. Uh, you can talk or text, whichever you prefer, and you do them all at 615-893-1450. Yeah, that, and you talk or text, whichever you prefer. Let's talk a little about uh, the landfill. Everybody's always got a different number when somebody says, we have this much life in the landfill. Sure. It's always different. But uh, what what is your figure? Maybe we can come up with a reasonable in-between. <laughs> yeah, you know, a lot of people have a lot of opinions, but, you know, I... I have a relatively simple mind. I'm an engineer by training, so I always use science to really drive what that answer is. So, look, Middle Point Landfill has, um, if nothing else changes from today, about five and a half years of disposal capacity remaining. So that's the real number. Um, That number is uh, uh, validated by the Tennessee Department of Environment and Conservation, and that's the number that the community should be using for for planning. And so, you know, really when we talk about – is there a, uh, the word trash crisis is getting thrown out a lot. Um, and, and there really is one impending, but it's an avoidable one. You know, we have five and a half years as it currently stands, but certainly looking for opportunities to um, expand the landfill into something more here long into the future. Now, when you say expanding it into something more, how would you do that? So, you know, as I look at it, we as a, as a community are sort of at a fork in the road. Right. Five and a half years from now, we could make the decision to say, you know what, we don't want middle point anymore. We're not going to expand. We're going to put a padlock on the door. But what people need to understand is that comes with with two real consequences. Middle point is going to be there forever. You know, when we put a landfill right there, if we knowing what we know now with the growth of Tennessee, probably not. But it's there and it's going to be there literally forever. There's nothing else we can do with that property, that 400 acres right on the north side of town, um, other than let it be a closed landfill. So for the next 50 years from the time it's closed, it's still going to be producing gas. It's still going to be producing wastewater. We're still going to have to manage it. On top of that, um, you know, right now, all citizens of the county and city of Murfreesboro have free disposal at Middle Point. The alternative is we build transfer stations. We send that waste to other communities. Hopefully they take it at some unknown cost, but it's going to be significant. It's going to be in the range of $65 per ton to transfer that out of out of county, out of state, probably realistically, as disposal capacity keeps being incrementally chewed up across the state. So that's one version of the future, you know, pay a lot more money and still have the landfill sitting there. Um, the other alternative, which 
is what re- we really are excited about. It gets me very excited is to, to, to use our host agreement with Rutherford County, take an opportunity to throw that all out and renegotiate it in a way that really helps the county reach its objective. Let's, let's turn it on its head. Let's not say we're the dumping ground for Middle Tennessee. Let's say we have an asset here and we have one of the very few assets in the county that actually produces revenue. And we know that revenue and is a budget deficit right now for the county. So let's have the rest of Middle Tennessee fund this asset and fund a lot of the programs, schools, public education, parks, environmental learning, um, recycling and diversion programs, and all of those things that sort of transforming it from a landfill to a sustainability campus that can be flourishing and generating revenue for this community for a long time to come. We have a, a listener who just sent us a text message. And they're saying, uh, you mentioned recycling, and they said, we've tried that for many years, but for some reason it doesn't catch on here. Uh, They moved here many years ago from Oregon, and they said it's a way of life there. Mm -hmm. What, uh, What can be done to make it a way of life here? Wow, that's such a good question because when it comes to managing waste, you know, it's it's a it's a mindset. It's something that we have to say this is important to us as a community. It starts with leadership from our elected officials. So in places like Oregon, um, there are there are ordinances in place that say we're going to put a cart at your house no matter what. And I mean. You know, if there's a cart sitting there and you have a choice to put something in the recycling or the trash, we're all going to put the the recyclable material in the recycling. But in the absence of a cart and the absence of the city saying we're going to prioritize this, it's just not going to happen. The other thing is um, you got to have some either either civic or corporate leadership to build facilities that will drive recycling. And so that's that's part of what we would like to propose is, you know, long term as part of an agreement to expand the landfill. We would like to step up to the plate and say, you know, what, we will build a recycling facility here in this community at no cost to taxpayers. And that's a really important thing. Every other solution including what the city is talking about doing with Waste Away, that is going to add significant new taxes and fees in many different ways to the residents of Rutherford County and Murfreesboro. Everything that we as Republic are offering costs costs nothing for the citizens. It's us kind of stepping up and saying, this is the right thing to do to be in this community long term, and we're committed to doing it. So, but you would have to do it to stay in business. That's right. I mean, so you're motivated. Yeah, oh, certainly. I mean, we've, look, we've, First of all, we have 50 employees that work at Middle Point Landfill every day, and I'm their boss, right? So it's, it's vital to me um, to keep help look out for their best interests. On top of that, though, Republic Services is the largest collector of garbage in all of Rutherford County and all of Murfreesboro. We take care of thousands of customers countywide who are their preferred provider not just residents not just small mom and pop businesses this building probably has a republic dumpster or should have a republic dumpster out behind trash okay there you you go but also the big industry you know the nissans the bridgestones the taylor farms all of those large industries require specialty waste collection and disposal services so um sure yeah it's in our interest because we're a business and we're a for-profit business but we've also invested a lot in this community over time and this community relies on us now i know if people have been following the murfreesboro city council lately uh we've had some increases in trash fees uh they're going to be as the mayor had said 
try to sort of spread it out and everybody pays for their share in, in expenses. Mm-hmm. Uh, how does that work into Middle Point Landfill? Yeah, it's a great question. Um, we've been getting a lot of that same question as well. I think first thing to point out is, you know, disposal at Middle Point Landfill for residents of Rutherford County and Murfreesboro is free, period. So all of these increases that are getting pushed, you know, what's happening is w- what we're seeing is we're seeing um, the city has rewritten their 10-year solid waste management plan, and they're proposing pro- programs that are unfunded. And we all know what happens when there's unfunded programs proposed by government, those costs get passed down to taxpayers. And we're seeing that happen in real time here. So, um, you know, Middle Point, as I said, has five and a half years of capacity left. Um, despite that fact, the city has decided to build a um, $70 million uh, waste to energy facility, you know, using technology that's never before been successfully implemented in a durable way at scale. Um, it's also going to cost taxpayers upwards of $50 per ton to dispose of waste at that facility. So in two years when that facility is live, even though there's a free alternative for the residents of Murfreesboro, um, they're all going to be paying significantly more because of the decisions the city has made to move forward with that program. Now, you mentioned just a little while ago, waste away. This person is asking us, do you have information or updates about the waste away thing that uh, Murfreesboro was trying to do? Sure. You know, I, I, won't, I only know what everybody else knows, um, and that is, you know, kind of what's been talked about um, from city leadership. But again, that program is going to, it's a $70 million um, project using technology that has never before been successful in a durable way at scale. Um, it's going to cost residents upwards of $50 per ton to take their waste there, and you're still going to continue getting increases in your trash fee. So there's, I think it's really important that we talk honestly about what this is going to cost taxpayers, and people reach out to their elected officials and ask those tough questions. I, I don't feel like there's been enough of that discussion. Um, but look, from my perspective as a business owner, uh, all of that waste is coming to Middle Point for free. And now the city is saying no. For, at, for Murfreesboro. For yeah, Rutherford for, County. For, Mur- for Murfreesboro in particular. Yeah, and Rutherford County also. But Murfreesboro is sending all that waste to us for free. Citizens are getting that benefit. And two years from now, they're going to say, you know what? We don't want to give it to you for free. We'd instead pay in all these different ways to start getting. It just, it's a little bit baffling to me. And I think there should be more conversation around it, most definitely. Aren't they? The thought I had was when they presented the fee amounts, that that would cover the cost of running garbage pickup and things of that sort. Is that not what it is? The, uh, this, this fee right here is part of the garbage collection, for sure. Um, but then there's also going to be the $70 million in revenue bonds that are going to build this waste-away facility. And once the facility is built, citizens are going to have to pay to take their, their waste to that facility. So it's, there's sort of like three different levels of, of costs associated with this new proposed program. Again, because it's unfunded, right? Now, and that is a facility where the garbage trucks take all of the garbage to one central location, put it there, and supposedly gives them more time on the road to collect garbage because they're using a central collection point. Is sure. that correct? That's right. That's that's one part of it. So that's what's called a transfer station, and that's really where you're taking it from small trucks and putting it into big trucks. But the other part of that proposed facility that the city is talking about would actually be a, a, a facility to convert waste to energy there at that same location. 
Now, that, that is through uh, recycling uh, the garbage, wh- whatever is recyclable in there. Is recycling working in any parts of the nation right now? Is there a, a good source to, to sell whatever you're recycling to? There most definitely is. So recyclables, commodities markets have been really been bouncing back in a positive way. One of the things we've seen is, you know, you had like this um, this period of time where pulp and paper, especially here in the southeast, the, the, the timber logging paper industry was so big. And then it kind of had a little downturn. What we've seen now is, especially with things like cardboard boxes and those types of things with that have become so prevalent in our new, you know, click and ship sort of uh, era, is uh, those facilities have been converted into recycling facilities, which are able to uh, manufacture new recycling of cardboard boxes out of those old cardboard boxes. So recycling definitely has um, opportunities. The commodities market is there, um, but you got to have the volume, you got to have the tons, and you got to have people recycling in order to make the most of it now as you look at the bfi or republics and they're all the same thing our bfi republic yes are basically the same company uh, as you look at the different locations and you might mention how many you have across the united states are there any places where things are really going well where uh, things are being recycled enough to keep the uh, landfill from growing much or maybe from growing at all Absolutely. So we have, you know, we have over 200 um, active uh, landfill facilities in the sort of broader Republic portfolio all across the country. Um, And there's a lot of successful programs on both coasts, especially, but also kind of all over the United States. And that's that's what we want to do here. We feel like this county is um, a very intelligent, very affluent, very um, willing to put themselves out there and take some take some new initiatives, um, but it requires some corporate leadership and partnership. And so as we're looking for, you know, we don't want to just expand Middle Point. We want to transform Middle Point into a sustainability campus where we are building recycling facilities. We're building cutting edge diversion facilities. We're building, which we already are building, a renewable natural gas plant where we're converting all of the gas that's generated when waste decomposes in the landfill and we're converting it into enough renewable natural gas to heat over 80,000 homes here in the county. And so those are the types of programs where, again, the landfill is one small part of it, but it's the part of it that makes a lot of money that can spit off and subsidize all of these other programs that we want, but economically they may not be quite as viable. Here's another question from a listener. They said that when the landfill opened, it was a, a place of beauty for the community. There were ball fields there. There were places where people with model airplanes would fly their model airplanes. And now, gradually, that land has been taken away. Trees are put in to hide the land. Uh, what happened? Yes, so we'd encourage you to come out um, and see. We still have Middle Point Park is still there. In fact, we sponsor the Borough Knights and the Tennessee Force Softball Leagues. Um, Both of those, we've built concession stands. We have lights up. We have beautiful ball fields out there that both of those teams um, who don't have home fields elsewhere in Murfreesboro use. And so that's that is still happening um, for sure. But, you know, that's we want to we want to bring the community in rather than build walls and keep the community out. And, you know, as part of like a long term plan, I've said the word a few times, but the sustainability campus, you know, what we would like to do is 
um, you know, we have the Rutherford County landfill that's closed that sits uh, just south of us. In long term, in our vision, as we understand trying to meet the county's goals, we'd like to consolidate the Middle Point and Rutherford County landfills together, transform the entire north part of our property into public use space to support environmental education, parks and recreation, ball fields, all of those sort of things, including, you know, other types of recycling. And that's, you know, I love that question because... You know, landfills are not meant to build walls and keep people out. This is all this is all of our waste that we're managing, and we and we want to be an integral part of this community. Here's another question from a listener. It says, "When will the natural gas facility be open?" And tell a little bit more about what is the natural gas facility. Is it that torch that you can see as you drive <laughs> by at night? <laughs> yeah. So you know, those those are our flares, and and those flares are uh, a regulated combustion device by EPA, and those are actually just so half of all landfill. So when waste decomposes, it creates landfill gas. Half of landfill gas is renewable, is natural gas, the same thing that heats all of our homes. And so what we're what we're doing in those flares is we're just combusting it and turning it into something that's not harmful for the environment, but we're wasting a resource by doing that. And so what our plan is is to build a, a large renewable energy plant on site at our facility and to uh, convert that landfill gas into the same quality pipeline quality fuel and inject it back into the natural gas pipeline. Um, that project should have already had broken ground. You know, unfortunately, um, we ran into a, um, you know, the, the city of Murfreesboro decided that um, we weren't going to be allowed to connect into the city sewer. We needed enough sewer capacity for one single toilet because the employees who were there needed a place to use the restroom. <laughs> Pretty reasonable request. But, you know, unfortunately, the city of Murfreesboro decided to uh, play politics a little bit and stand in the way of this really important project. I think we're going to be able to work around it. It's delayed it some. So, you know, we're hopeful that we'll be able to break ground here within the next couple months. And then by early next year, we will be producing um, a significant amount of clean, low cost, renewable energy here for the county. Now, homes in that area, a lot of them use uh, septic tanks, don't they? Yep. A lot of homes use septic tanks. You know, our proximity to um, the uh, Stones River uh, made it so that septic wasn't in the, in the quality of soils there. Septic wasn't really a viable solution. And we already have a sewer there on site. So literally like 100 feet from where the facility is located, uh, we could have just connected into that sewer and everything would have been fine. But as what happens, sometimes politics get in the way of real progress. Just out of curiosity, could you move the building 100 feet or would that have have to be approved also that would either way a sewer connection would have to be approved and that's kind of where we we ran into the sticking point okay and any idea of uh, how it stands now um right now we had to go back to the drawing board and try and find a couple different workarounds so i think that i think that we have found a few it's unfortunately has delayed the project about three and a half months and so this would be uh you hope to put this in with atmos energy i guess I mean, that's the only provider. Of that's right. <laughs> that's right. So there's a large natural gas pipeline that runs just right along the East Fork of the Stones River. And so, um, you know, luckily for us, that's a, um, an accessible pipeline. We're working with Middle Tennessee Electric. We're working with Consolidated Utilities. We're working with Atmos Energy. All of the big energy players in our region are tied into this project in one way or another. And so, again, this is a really good project for the citizens of Murfreesboro and Rutherford County. Now, how much... 
natural gas would you create? Yeah. Uh, so I mean, the uh, easiest way to talk about it is like, you know, per home. So we're going to produce enough natural gas to heat 80,000 homes per wow. year. How many homes are there in Murphy's? That's a great question. I will, <laughs> honestly, so some of that gas just goes back to the pipeline, right? And so it's going to be spread kind of across, um, you know, just into the pipeline generally and used for other things other than just eat, heating homes. A lot of industry uses natural gas to burn to heat their their industrial processes. So, um, you know, we're excited about this and, and the waste that's there right now will produce natural gas for the next 50 years. Even if we put not a single more pound of trash in that landfill it will continue producing natural gas for the next 50 years so it gradually goes down once the landfill closes that's right the gas coming out that's right it's sort of like peaks after about three to five years of trash going in and then will slowly kind of degrade over time okay tell you what let's do let's pause for a moment check on the traffic and weather when we come back, some interesting items here that I have not been hearing about. Mike Clausen with uh, Middle Point Landfill is our guest this morning. And if you have questions yourself, you can text or talk, whichever you prefer. 615-893-1450. We'll talk a little more about uh, that uh, gas use. We're getting quite a few. Uh, it looks like pretty interesting out there. Good. We'll be right back. If you want to talk sports, you want to talk local, you want to talk with Monty Hill Jr. and Tim Tackett, it's all sports talk. Weekdays at 5 on WGNS. Here at Bud's Tire, we make buying Michelin tires simpler. I'm Allison Mitchell with Bud's Tire Pros. We offer a straightforward approach to service, including nationwide warranties with every purchase. Stop in today to see our full lineup of Michelin and BF Goodrich tires. For whatever you drive, Michelin and BF Goodrich have a tire to fit any need. Bud's Tire Pros, hassle-free, guaranteed. We're located on East Main Street, exactly three miles from the town square, one mile past Rutherford Boulevard. Visit us online at BudsTireProsTN.com. This is Peter Demas inviting you to enjoy a meal with our family at Demas's Restaurant. With cold and flu season here, nothing helps my family more than having the Demas's baked chicken and rice soup. It was a soup that was created by my grandmother, and we not only sell it by the cup, but we also sell it by the quart, by the half gallon, and by the gallon. So stop by anytime today and bring soup to your family that may be sick or a friend that's in sick, or just to enjoy it just because it tastes so good. Demas's Restaurant. If you have ever dreamed of relaxing by your very own koi pond, we can make that happen at Animal City. We carry a variety of products and livestock to make your dream come true. Hi, this is Amanda from Animal City. Be sure to check out our downstairs level, complete with indoor pond and tons of furry cute critters. Animal City, your family-owned and operated pet store for 33 years. You can find us at Animal City at 919 Northwest Broad. Good morning. It's actually been in pretty good shape as far as really bad interstate accidents now. There's some fender benders out here getting some attention. Some volume still exists to Hermitage Donaldson coming westbound I-40 past the airport. Uh, 24, that's still a little bit busy up through the Hickory Hollow area. Uh, 24 westbound coming out of Rutherford County. Hey, it's time to call Crest Pest Control. These guys do way more than your average pest control company. Check out a list of their services at CrestPestControl.net. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic. 
Mostly sunny skies here this afternoon with a high in the mid-80s. Northeast winds at 5 to 10 miles per hour. Tonight, mostly clear with a low near 55. I'm meteorologist Jennifer Wojcicki on News Radio WGNS. Currently, it's 60. This is Sean Brown at Tire World on Broad Street. Did you know we specialize in commercial and fleet business? We're equipped to handle all of your company's automotive needs. Download our Tire World app today for free oil changes and electronic coupons. Come by today for all of your automotive needs. Online at tireworld.us. Join me, America's career coach Ken Coleman, weekdays live at noon here on News Radio WGNS for practical advice to help you discover the work you were born to do. Welcome back. Our phone number is 615-893-1450. Mike Lawson is with us, the general manager at Middle Point Landfill. And this is your chance to talk with Mike, ask him any questions that you might have about the Middle Point Landfill, about the landfill in general. 615-893-1450. And here's a text from a listener who obviously uh, is a local uh, pilot has a private pilot's license, they say. They recently got it. And they were told when uh, they started taking the lessons, avoid flying over that uh, area because there's so many birds and it makes it dangerous for flying. Is there? Is, have you heard that before? Is there a reason to control that, way to control it? Yeah, so, um, you know, landfills have what's called local siting criteria around them, and that's part of, you know, how to even get a landfill permitted. And there's a requirement for a certain amount of offset from airports. And so, you know, depending on the types of airplane flying in there and all of that kind of stuff, um, there's some regulations on how far you have to be because there are birds that are associated with landfills sometimes. And if you're too close, you can, you know, suck a bird into a turbine and every, everything goes awry. But um, Middle Point is located in appropriate distance, a safe distance from the Murfreesboro Airport. A lot of people make that approach every day. Um, and so that's one of those, we call them middle point myths. Um, there's a lot of those flying around out there, which is part of why I love coming out and answering these types of questions. So, um, but no, middle point is located a safe distance away from the Murfreesboro airport. But I will say you can see sometimes, Bart, you got to come out to middle point and I'll show you. You can actually see the approach runway and the kind of red lights flashing of Murfreesboro airport from the top of middle point. Okay. Um, And and is that what what do you find at the top of Middle Point? Is it a grass or is it uh, trees or what's up there? Yeah. So, um, you know, Middle Point has a couple different eras of the facility. So as we reach our final permitted elevations, um, we put on what's called a final cover system. So, you know, the bottom of landfills all have the impermeable. Think of it like a really thick tarp system in, in, in simple terms um, to prevent any of the liquid that's inside the landfill from getting into the groundwater. We have the same thing on the top of the landfill, too. So you create this little plastic burrito covered in grass and soil that keeps all of the landfill gas in and the waste in and the liquid out. And so um, that's really what so no trees are up there. One of the things that, you know, folks look at Middle Point, they're like, man, that hill is huge. And it is. um, But one of the things folks don't realize is we actually have another 80 vertical feet that we're permitted to go higher than what we currently are. So it is a large hill. Um, It's going to get larger. And that's one of the things, you know, as we talk about, we'd love to sort of expand southward onto the county's landfill. Um, We're certainly, we would love to not go any higher and instead sort of consolidate those two hills because, you know, we don't want to be more of of a visual intrusion to the community than we already are. Did it begin 
at ground level, was there no hill there at all when they started? Yeah, it was, uh, from what I can tell, I've seen like one old picture. Um, in 1989 is when uh, Middle Point was, or it, it was called Jefferson Pike Landfill at that point, uh, when it originally started. Now, the county landfill, county landfill was a dump at that point. You know, no liner, just kind of a, a hole in the ground where we threw trash as a community. And those were everywhere at that time. Um, but yeah, it was flat and we actually dug down until we hit just above bedrock and then built up from there. So in some cases it goes as deep as like 15, 20 feet, but primarily it's a, it's a vertical facility. So if you're looking at, uh, at this on a topographical map and, um, imagined it being flat and you've added onto that through the years since 1989, mm-hmm. you say, how high is it now? Yeah, we have about 180 feet. So when you go up on top of Middle Point, you're literally standing on 180 feet of the last, you know, 30 years of this community's garbage. Interesting. Yeah, yeah, it's it's yeah, it's kind of stunning. Of yeah, it's kind of stunning. You know, we've had a lot of commissioners out, county commissioners, to kind of show them what we're doing, help them understand the progress that we've made, the commitment that we're making to this community, and we're kind of standing up there, and you know, there, there's we're not smelling anything. Everything looks like a very well-run facility, considering what's coming in there. And I'm like, oh, and by the way, you're standing on a 180 feet of trash right now, and they're like, wow, okay, that's wild. So. So if you were to, and this person brings this up, it's an interesting approach. They're asking uh, if you were able to reduce the amount going into the landfill through recycling and through different uh, areas like that, would you still be interested in staying there uh, and operating the landfill because it wouldn't be making as much money for you? It, It prolongs your income. Sure. You know, look, we're, we are not a landfill company. We are a environmental solutions company. And so whatever it is that's helping this community manage its waste products, whether that's through recycling or converting it to electricity or any other member like type of diversion, like that's what we're in the business of doing. And if, if there was a better solution than landfilling, I I promise you, you know, we're a Fortune 300 company. Um, we have a team of, of folks at our corporate office in Scottsdale, an entire floor that just look at new opportunities, companies to buy that are doing cool things and converting waste in different ways. If those were viable right now, we would be doing them. We would be on the leading edge of doing that, as would our competitors, waste management, waste connections, those types of companies. And so, you know, what I would say is like, I don't, I'm not, I'm not a, I'm not a landfill champion. I'm a, responsibly manage the waste of this community in an economical way champion a lot of the new things that are being proposed including this waste away uh, facility it it from an economic standpoint it just doesn't come close to the value that we can provide using a landfill right now here's a, another question this person's asking as you compare the use that you're seeing being proposed here in murfreesboro by the government uh, how does that compare with other things that you see at other Republic landfills across the nation? Uh, are there some of those uses that are just uh, tremendously better for our purpose? Yeah, I think they're asking about the waste away facility. Is that what you think they're right, comparing yeah. it to that? What What do you see yeah. at some other of your BFI locations? Sure. So. First of all, it's important to say waste away this particular technology has never been for been used at scale in a long term durable way ever. 
and so you know there is some risk to the county if you know look i hope it works out i really you know i think you have a lot of smart people working at the city but there is some risk associated with that um and so i'll say that so nowhere else is doing something similar this would be the only place that it would if it works the only place it does work um, what we do see in talking about um, diversion and recycling, what we're seeing sort of people move towards is um, smaller scale waste into landfills. So putting all sorts of programs on the front end. So you put um, a, a program to pull out like food scraps or other organic materials that you can convert into energy separately, or you pull out all the metals and the cardboards and the plastics on the front end so you can convert those into beneficial reuse separately. And that's we're leveling up on those places. So there's always going to be a need for landfills, no matter if you have the best like waste to energy conversion process that's ever been created. There's still, there's still residual on the back end of that. And so you're still going to need some of that. So a lot of the programs though, cost a lot of money in like, so communities that are typically on the coast, typically a little more like liberal leaning where the cost of living is higher, where electricity is higher and the cost of land is higher that drives sort of the market drives the need for those other types of programs so here where electricity is cheaper and land is a little cheaper and the politics lean a little bit different way there's not as much of an economic and market drive for some of those programs i think there is still some and that's why we want to make sure to right size what we're doing here for the community and we have i think are excited about doing that now if you decided to make one of those programs work uh, is there enough land that you already have there say between the the hill and Jefferson Pike. Uh, can you put the factory there or whatever it is that creates these things? Yeah. So I, I love that question. You know, so we actually just close to 400 acres right there um, along Jefferson Pike and stretching. You don't even see most of it, but kind of between us and going uh, east, there's a significant amount of land we own there as well. And look, that's as far as a contiguous 400 acre parcel uh, that close to the to the city, like there's no other land like it. And so what we would propose to do is to kind of tuck all of the industrial activities back away from Jefferson Pike, kind of away from the people and put them over on the other side of that property that we own and kind of convert all of the land that's between Middle Point and Jefferson Pike, you know, turn that into something that's more uh, community focused environmental education support systems, uh, public parks, ball fields, those types of things. Again, sort of like not build walls up around the facility, but welcome people in and help people understand the you know, the choices that we all make related to managing our waste. Um, what does that mean and where does it go? Here's another question. This one says, on a serious note, I can smell the methane. I am inhaling methane. What are the long-term effects to your health of being near methane? Yeah, look, I really appreciate this question. Um, and I, I've always been the first to say, so I came up here um, in March of 2021. And at that point, uh, the company said, hey, we understand that we are not doing the best that we can be doing here in this community. And we want you to come up here and, and solve the problem. And so, look, I'm always the first to say that um, we know that we haven't always done as well as we should as it relates to offsite odors, as it relates to some of the other nuisances around being a good neighbor. Um, but we think we've done a significant amount of improvement along those lines. Our job is never done and we're never going to stop. Um, 
but we have made a significant amount of improvement and we have the data to show it. And so, you know, we've almost doubled the amount of gas we're collecting and destroying and preventing from going out to the atmosphere. Um, we collect and the city also collects um, odor complaints from around the community. Um, those numbers have dropped substantially. And what that's actually revealed to us is there are other sources of odor in our community that are not middle point landfill. Um, and we have the data to, to really support that. But, you know, until you, until you, if you've, if you've ever been the source of odor, people always think you are the source of odor and the only source of odor. So, um, what I would, but to the questions point, you know, um, methane is not hazardous to us as humans in the amount that it would be emitted to the atmosphere. So um, even odors are not hazardous to humans. As they certainly can be annoying and a nuisance, but as far as like long-term health effects, the science is pretty clear that in any amount that would be coming out of Middle Point Landfill, there are no long-term health effects associated with um, anything that's happening here. Let's go back to the propane question of uh, selling propane, selling gas to yeah. Atmos Energy. Mm-hmm. Uh, this person's asking, they said, it looks like uh, that would mainly add to the bottom line of your company. How would that help the community? Sure. Um, you know, so one of the biggest things is that that's low cost production. And so Atmos is able to sort of drive down the overall cost of natural gas in their pipeline because the gas that they're buying from us is a lower cost product. So, um, you know, I personally, I feel like no matter who's producing it, a renewable energy project is a good thing for our community because we're burning less fuel. We're doing less, you know, intrusive methods into the environment. And instead of burning it and sending it up into the atmosphere, we're converting it into something useful for the community and putting it into the pipeline to reuse. So from an environmental health benefits, I think that's one thing for sure, but also just overall, it helps drive down the cost of natural gas more broadly because um, it's a lower cost product to put in the pipeline. Now, would this, if you coupled this with the other uh, recycling Mm -hmm. programs, can you really significantly uh, expand the usefulness uh, of that landfill, the longevity of it, and also make it more beneficial to the community. Absolutely. You know, there's probably, we would estimate 30% of the material in the waste stream right now is recyclable. So if you just started recycling today, you're adding 30% to the long-term life of the landfill, which right now we say, we said five and a half years, right? That's the, that's the number that we know. Um, add thirty percent to that, but really, what we're looking at is a long term, uh, a long term solution where we would already have enough airspace to support thirty years of life here to support the community. You add thirty percent on top of that; that adds another ten years on top of it. So you're looking at a solution that's forty years into the future. All of a sudden, this community controls its own destiny. You have assurance in the economic cost of waste disposal into the future and you have 40 years of a revenue generating asset when we can't, we have a hard time funding the growth of our County and our schools as it is. This person uh, is now asking, they said uh, one of our biggest concerns is that we're taking in all of this garbage, mostly from Metro Nashville, as well as from other counties around, but mostly from Metro Nashville. Uh, is there a way to eliminate that? I know you're a business that has to make money, but uh, can you reduce your f- amount of garbage from Metro? Yeah. Look, so we are a um, 
here's a really interesting statistic. So the Greater Nashville Regional Council, which is like a, a consortium of 13 counties and mayors, of which Rutherford County and Murfreesboro is one, up in sort of upper middle Tennessee. The GNRC just produced a study that um, showed that 32% of all waste generated in Rutherford County, we ship out to other counties. So I'll say You're that again. shipping hours out? That's right. 32% of all waste generated in Rutherford County, we dump on other counties. So waste is a, and that stat never gets talked about, waste is a regional problem. And a regional problem requires regional solutions. And so, you know, rather than, we like to reframe this thought as the dumping ground of Middle Tennessee, no doubt about it, we take a lot of trash in from other counties, specifically Metro Nashville, Davidson County. But there's an opportunity right now that we have and the county has to say, instead of, instead of we have a real asset here. We have a real economic engine that can drive growth in new programs for us in this community. Let's, you know how like Nashville can do such cool things like build a new stadium because they tax the tourists. Tourists come in and we tax the tourists and that's how they have a lot of money. So we think, let's reframe it and think the same way here. Anyone who wants to use our asset here, the landfill here, they need to pay for it. We should be charging the rest of Middle Tennessee significantly more to use this asset and using that new funding mechanism to really drive growth in other areas. Again, at no cost to the citizens of Murfreesboro and Rutherford County. That's really important. We want to keep that the same. Hey, here's a, another question, I guess, created from that response you had. And they're talking about why would you uh, send Rutherford County trash out of this area and bring somebody else's in? That just doesn't make sense. So we don't control all the trash in Rutherford County, right? You have a lot of different businesses. You have a lot of different, um, so like a lot of different competitors and haulers of waste and other people like that um, in Smyrna and Laverne and some other places, even in Murfreesboro, Um so they have facilities that they have contracts to take their waste to. Um, so it's not all Republic facilities that bring it to a Republic landfill. Um, and so that's, you know, that that's the reason that that works. Again, it's hard to it's all transportation driven in the waste world. Um, and that's why we always say it's a regional problem that requires a regional solution, not just a, you know, I'll just take care of my own and everybody else fend for themselves. We're talking this morning with Mike Clausen, the general manager at Middle Point Landfill. And we will wrap it up in just a moment. Stay with us. We're talking with Pat Wingo at Adams Place. My son's research, I think, nine places, then it kept coming back here. So your son said, Mom, this is it. Oh, hands down, I'd say Adams Place. It's five-star rated in Tennessee, and they live up to that rating. I'm thankful to be here. Hi, this is Terry Deal at Adams Place. Call me for more information about Adams Place, located at 1927 Memorial Boulevard, across from Walmart. I can't wait for what's next. Even with higher stroke risk due to atrial fibrillation, in a regular heartbeat not caused by a heart valve problem, Eliquis, the Pixaban tablets, reduces stroke risk. It's the number one cardiologist prescribed blood thinner. Don't stop taking prescription Eliquis without talking to your doctor, as this may increase your risk of stroke. 
Eliquis can cause serious and in rare cases fatal bleeding. Don't take Eliquis if you have an artificial heart valve, abnormal bleeding, or have antiphospholipid syndrome. While taking, you may bruise more easily or take longer for bleeding to stop. A spinal injection while on Eliquis increases risk of blood clots, which may cause paralysis, the inability to move. Get medical help right away for unexpected bleeding or unusual bruising, or if you have tingling, numbness, or muscle weakness. It may increase your bleeding risk if you take medicines such as aspirin products, NSAIDs, SSRIs, SNRIs, and blood thinners. Tell your doctor about all planned medical or dental procedures. Learn more at Eliquis.com or call 1-855-ELIQUIS. Good Neighbor Talk covers issues you won't hear anywhere else. They're local issues. WTNS, AM, FM, online. Now, before we wrap it up, uh, we want to give Mike a little bit to uh, do his own wrap-up. Are there (laughs) any things that uh, maybe the listeners have asked about that you feel like haven't been covered well enough and you'd like to... Just add a few points to them. No, look, I think there's been a lot of really, we're just talking offline, so many insightful questions of people who really are starting to grasp uh, the complexity of this issue, but also how this issue impacts you as a taxpayer. There's a lot of things being talked about right now, and I don't think the actual cost to you as an individual are really being wrapped up into that, and I don't think they're being well communicated. So I just want to, you know, I would encourage everyone, there's a lot of votes happening, a lot of decisions that are happening that are going to change your livelihood potentially. I would reach out and be part of those, ask tough questions, demand real answers from your elected officials, and let's really know what these, some of these decisions are going to cost you in the future. Here's another question from a listener, and they say that they have watched uh, some of the big trucks come along the roadways and pass schools and things of that sort. And on a rainy day, a lot of uh, slimy-looking stuff falls on the roads. Is that a danger health-wise to the students at those schools? Um, So we have a lot of uh, trucks that come in from a lot of different places um, in you know, they're all carrying non-hazardous waste. So does the waste need to stay on those trucks? And yes, absolutely. And what I would encourage you is if you see a truck that has not a tarp, doesn't have a tarp on it or is throwing litter around or something's coming out of it, um, write down the name and number on that truck and call it in because that is illegal and that should be enforced. And that, that really isn't acceptable. And actually you could probably hear it in my voice. That really gets me a little bit because, um, you know, schools are something we are super passionate about here at Middle Point and at Republic. We have great partnerships with Walter Hill Elementary, with Siegel Elementary, with Siegel High School, with MCTS, with Oakland. And the, we have really important programs and relationships with those kids and students. We have them out to the landfill for field trips. We make donations to build outdoor education classrooms of those facilities. We're passionate about education and especially the schools closest to us. And any impact of those schools just isn't acceptable. Very good. So with Walter Hill, uh, that school is probably your closest one. Yeah. I mean, it's just down the street from you. Yeah. Literally, when you walk out the front door of Walter Hill Elementary, which I do, I've done many times, you can, you can see Middle Point Landfill right out the front. And, you know, 
as the first time that happened, it dawned on me that we have an obligation to do more for this school and these kids. Um, so, you know, picking up the trash around the school and helping them with that stuff, that's the bare minimum. That's the least we can do. Um, what we just actually announced is a $120,000 grant to build an outdoor STEM classroom along with the Miss Katie Woody Foundation um, at Walter Hill Elementary. And we want to get involved in the curriculum. We want to help these. We want to build the facility and help these these kids understand um, that there's careers out there in environmental education and engineering and waste management. And there's a lot going on that, that we can help teach because look, kids are the ones that are going to educate the parents, not the other way around. And so that's really where we're focused. We have about a minute left in the program. Uh, What would you like to see happening at middle point over the next 12 months? You know, over the next 12 months, what we really uh, are going to be aiming for is continue to do everything that we can to be a great neighbor and to take care of the waste of this community responsibly, but also to start looking towards the future. And to us, again, think of it like the fork in the road. There's there's a solution where nothing happens at Middle Point or there's a solution where we convert Middle Point into a vibrant asset for this community and a sustainability campus. And that's what we'd like to see happen. Mike Clausen, our guest this morning from BFI, Republic Services, and he is the general manager at Middle Point Landfill. Mike, thanks for joining us. Thanks so much.